Intuit is a company that was founded with design excellence in mind. When it was formed in the early 1980s, there were already a number of businesses offering software to help people manage their financial lives. But co-founder Scott Cook saw an unique opportunity to create a better product by focusing on delivering the value customers wanted the most, saving time with financial admin, through a simple and elegant solution. This was the beginning of Intuit's original product Quicken, which became market-leading in a matter of just a few years. Since then, the company has made its name with products like QuickBooks, Mint and TurboTax. In 2008, its upper management and leadership teams were seeking ways to create a new chapter of growth and innovation, and one of its main strategies was to place design thinking at the heart of the organisation. Since then, Intuit has prioritised world-class design and is consistently recognised as one of the industry leaders when it comes to design, innovation and culture. At the heart of Intuit's commitment to design excellence sits Design for Delight, a philosophy first conjured during the 2008 refocus. It is a three-pronged concept that focuses on exceeding customer expectations and delivering value to their businesses. The first pillar of Design for Delight is deep customer empathy, whereby Intuit seeks to completely understand who their customer is, the issues they are facing, and their pain points by observing their behaviours and understanding how they can benefit the most. Only then, the company believes, can it truly build products that answer customers' specific needs. Next is Go Broad to Go Narrow, where ideation and prototyping sessions derive many different solutions, which can then be tailored to achieve the greatest customer benefit. The third and final pillar is rapid experimentation with customers, built on the belief that testing solutions with users early and often will always lead to better products and services. Gustavo Mercado, Design Director at Intuit, tells Digital Bulletin that Design for Delight is an integral part of the company's DNA, so much so that every single employee that joins the organisation completes an in-depth training programme on it. It is an approach that makes Intuit's design strategy unique, he believes. We evolve our ideas, our solutions, to become the experience that will delight customers in the end of the day. Now, as designers, we play a critical role in role modeling and teaching the organization uh, design for delight. This is something that um, we truly believe that is a factor that not only drives alignment across the organization because everything that we do uh, it starts and ends with the customer at the heart of it, but also it's one of the catalysts for Intuit still uh, to this day being one of the most innovative companies in the world. Organizations that embrace design, they create far better products and services and far better business outcomes. And the idea is very simple. When everything that you do starts and ends with the customer at the heart of it, you are in a position to create consistently delightful experiences for your customers. And when you actually deliver delight, your customers will buy more from you, they will stay with you longer, and they will recommend you to others. So focus on the light, and everything else will flow from there. 
it is clear that for Intuit, design goes beyond simple functionality and features, and is instead viewed as a tool to elicit feeling, to emote, and produce outstanding experiences. In a conversation that could come right out of Apple's playbook, Joe Preston, VP of Design at Intuit, says one of its guiding principles is to design with integrity and emotion in order to produce ecosystems that businesses love. Some of those words are really important in there. Uh, integrity, just from the sense of uh, design can have a major impact like we talked about in influencing decisions. And we wanna make sure that those decisions are as honest and as truthful. Emotion, I think, is a really important aspect because, you know, so many of the products and services that we use in our daily lives, it's not enough to, um, you know, complete the job that we're asking it to do or complete the task. Now, really, to compete, we expect our, especially digital products and services, to have that an emotional impact on us as well. We expect uh, at Intuit, we use the word delight a lot. And so I think that's where, um, you know, designing for emotion comes into play. As you would expect from a company that has embraced design thinking, design and therefore its designers is integral to the company's product vision. Natalie Harmon, product designer at Intuit, says that design teams are able to shape products because of their unique vantage points. I think we're good at seeing the world as it is with its flaws and kind of the gaps can look objectively at problems. And then also we're good at imagining the world as it should be. So for our products, we can kind of paint a picture of what the ideal state would be and really bring that to life in a way that gets our partners on board and reminds us who we are serving. I like to think that if sometimes in products we have our heads down in one, uh, taking like baby steps at a time, design's role is to kind of lift people's heads to remind us of which direction we can be heading in um, and really use our empathy for the customers to uh, guide the rest of our teams. To speak to Intuit's employees is to understand how highly design is regarded, with designers often spoken about in a sense of awe. More than once, the term superpower is used when it comes to the ability to craft and deliver products that make life easier for customers. Preston has no doubts at all, calling design a unique superpower. He takes an example of a company lunchroom a place where everyone has their own ideas about how the business can be improved, how employees' well-being could be better prioritised, or how culture shifts could take place. Their ability to articulate that, though, uh, you know, will come across as words on a page often. It'll come across as conversations. It will come across in, you know, other, other mediums. Whereas the designer there has, that has ideas is going to actually start to visualize it. They're going to pull out a piece of paper and they're going to start sketching it or they're going to build a prototype. That's where design superpower comes in because that, that designer that sketched out that prototype or sketched out that concept is going to walk into that room and is going to have a very different impact as far as influence over people because effectively 
they've got a visual artifact now that us as humans, uh, you know, really connect with. Continuing the theme, Mikado says he thinks about designers a bit like superhumans in the sense that they are able to use their skills to make demonstrable improvements to the world around us. Starting with their ability to imagine the future and to use their uh, creative muscle to show the different possibilities of how sometimes a very complex problem can be translated into a simple and elegant solution. Designers, they also uh, have this unique ability of translating abstract concepts into tangible prototypes. And by doing that, uh, we bring the different perspectives of either the, the designers or the teams that are working in solving that problem into something that everyone can see from the same perspective and we can test and we can iterate. And that becomes an incredible source of alignment, but also it galvanizes uh, the, the teams, the organizations behind a vision that everyone gets excited about and really understand where we are heading towards. Underpinning everything is Intuit's DesignOps team, which creates value for designers and the wider business by amplifying the impact of design teams, enabling them to get on and do what they do best, design. Processes have been simplified or automated where possible, with design processes harmonized for Intuit's global design teams. Benice Lee, Head of Design Operations, says DesignOps at Intuit revolves around a standardized framework that adds rigor and process to the product design workflow, allowing teams to have flexibility to create while also following a process that helps them to design in a more efficient and effective manner. DesignOps, she says, is a mixture of science and art. The role of design ops at Intuit um, really is um, unique because of the fact that we have so many uh, different design program managers, design operation professionals um, in our community. Um, and they're spread out across all of our business units and support various products and, um, within with our brands. We are a catalyst um, for the design function. So um, where our key strengths are is really in identifying those areas of opportunities um, that exist to help our designers scale. Um, and to help facilitate the design process. It could be as uh, small of a task as um, defining what a tool should be, or as broad as leading uh, sprints um, for our design teams to be able to really hone in on what the customer problem is. One of the key requirements for design opposite Intuit is to amplify the impact of design ensuring that designers can create first-class experiences for customers. The goal of our community is really then to help define what those um, frameworks are, those processes. Within our team, um, look at ourselves as being yet another appendage to our design leaders and to our design community. We try to fill in the gaps. Um, we try to be that common thread um, that runs through the teams to help them stay focused and prioritized. Ultimately, when we look at the success of uh, our design ops community, it's in have we been able to unblock um, a designer 
um, you know, find out what that key requirement was that they were missing or bring clarity um, to a, a problem or a challenge that they might have um, come up um, in, in their workflow or even just to be, you know, a sounding board um, for them um, and to, to hear what they have in mind, give them feedback or, um, you know, be, be their supportive guide and teammate. Another crucial component of Intuit's design framework is rigorous testing to ensure the final product has been finely tuned to suit its client base. Central to this effort has been Optimal Workshop, a user experience research platform that helps companies test, iterate and optimise their websites, apps and services. Having started with just a few enterprise users of the Optimal Workshop platform, a meeting between the two companies led to it being used more widely across Intuit with workshops from stakeholders of both companies deepening the relationship. Working with Optimal Workshop has been super empowering for me as a designer, because oftentimes when we have a hypothesis, we have to lean on analysts or engineers to help us either run tests and products. With Optimal Workshop, in a way, I'm given the like, keys to the investigation myself. So when I have my hypothesis, I can quickly run tests with customers and get results sometimes in a day. It's like, poof, magic. <laughs> um, and it also really helps us test at scale. So one of the projects that we were working on recently, we were able to run 600 different tree studies. And in the process of doing those, we really narrowed in on a direction that we feel confident launching in product because it could have a really major impact. So yeah, Optimal Workshop has been both empowering and has helped us uh, design with data-backed uh, decisions. When you speak to some of Intuit's leading lights about the future of design, you notice that they are taking a broad view. Of course, there are grand ambitions on a micro level to improve design yet further, to bring in more design expertise and to fine-tune its processes on an ongoing basis. But the real excitement comes when talking about the impact design can have on a far broader level. I think we could all attest to it's already changed the world, uh, especially through you know, the Industrial Revolution, Information Age, where it probably has the biggest ability to change the world is when you apply the process towards really grand challenges. Uh, how do we get to space differently? How do we overhaul our, uh, you know, energy and uh, power infrastructure to be more sustainable? How do we solve climate change? Those types of grand challenges are going to involve design. They do involve design. And so that's where I think it's interesting to see the design process really transcend from uh, you know, traditionally making things and products and services like I work on to actually working on uh, you know, the, the things that really power the world and really impact our daily lives. Looking ahead, Harman says her hope for design is that it becomes more diverse and boundaryless and that designers can increasingly use their skills outside of their usual confines for the benefit of all society. I think we can see how design has is so valuable to the creation of products and communication and I'd love to see the impact that we could have on things like 
social systems and stuff at a larger scale. Um, because it would be really awesome that in, say, the next few years, if there are major advances in uh, education or sustainability or social justice and things like that, that people can say these things wouldn't have been possible if design didn't have a seat at the table. Mm -hmm.